Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Welcome to Four Down Territory. Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Larith and Evans kicking it off with first down. Avalanche continue to roll 14-2-2 in their last 18 after a 3-0 shutout of the Vegas Knights. And a shutout, the third of the season, for Alexander Georgiev. Yeah, big game, and once again, we, we started really well. Scored a big goal right away and played really smart. Uh, I think the first period was one of the tougher ones for me, but I think we played really, really great. Second and third, didn't let them get too much going on and earned uh, a lot of penalties, so good job overall. It's a career-high third shutout, as I mentioned, and he's got a career-best 26 wins now this season, which puts him third for most wins by a goaltender. Darcy Kemper, who? Yeah. It's it's really remarkable how the, the Avs and Joe Sack and Chris McFarlane have changed on the fly. It, it's like trying to win a Super Bowl and, and literally being a Super Bowl contender three straight years with three different quarterbacks. That not, is... not to the exact same level, but you get what I'm saying. Come playoff time, it's the most it, it it should be the most important position, and yet the Avs won a Stanley Cup uh, last year with with Darcy Kemper being among the most statistically worst of all the playoff goalies. They still win the cup, and now to to these eyes, they out of the three guys that they've had over the last three years, Georgiev looks to be the best. He does. Gorgie Parker's looking great, and you're right. I mean, to be able to switch. It, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison, you know, the quarterback to the goaltender, but the importance of those two, there's no question the importance of your goaltending, and there's no question about the importance of your quarterback. So I don't know percentage-wise what, what you would put the quarterback at versus the goaltender, but they're pretty high percentages in both in both sports, right? I mean, what would you say? You got to Percentage-wise, the value of oh, the goaltender boy. versus the value of the quarterback? I mean, the quarterback, wow. I, I, would, I would put the quarterback higher. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl, yeah. the importance, I, I would put the quarterback at least probably at 60 70%. Let's say 70%. Okay. Whereas I put the goalie probably at about 50 Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Now, if you're DMAC, the quarterback, as long as he's taking the top five with a top five pick, is a 100%. Carson Wentz. <clears throat> yeah, he's a very Second down. <laughs> Broncos at the Combine. Mike Kliss will be joining us here in about uh, 10 minutes, so we'll get uh, deep into what's going on there. We're having some fun this morning. We're asking you because this is the Combine where these players get poked and prodded and all mm-hmm. kinds of interviews. So if you could ask uh, a potential Bronco draft pick one question, what would it be? And we're getting some really good ones. I like this one. How do you feel about Wednesday practices? Yes. <laughs> Our Wednesday practice is tall. <laughs> um, yeah, that there's there's 
In a ser- on a serious note, is there anything that you would right off the bat, like you're, let's say you're the general manager, and I am, you know, said player coming out. Mm-hmm. Is there anything like serious you would, you know, I know this is going to sound overly simplistic, but when I see some of the guys that do get drafted high and then I, I hear them talk and right. I, I just, it leads me to wonder, did you talk to him? I think that the biggest thing I'm looking for is, does this guy clearly love football? Right. That, that, that'd be the first thing I'm, I'm looking for. Does this guy love football? And then I'll start looking at the other stuff. But does he love football? How do you find that out? Because if he doesn't love, if, if I can't. How do you find that out? Though? I think you can get it. I think you can get a feel. I think you can get a sense. I know that these guys at the Combine, they're, they're, they've been spending the last couple of months getting coached up on mm-hmm. how to answer questions. I, I just think you can. Don't well, let me ask you. Don't you think you could tell? I think there's some guys that are pretty well coached up. You, you, the love football thing is something you have to find on film, I think. Yeah, but don't you think with that co- combined with talking to the guy, you'd, you'd get a sense? Yeah, I think you. I, I do think you've got to do a better job of having kind of horse sense about what a guy is. I know what question I'd ask you. Me? Yeah, if you were the player and I was the GM. How do you fit that head into a helmet? Yeah. What size helmet do you wear? <laughs> I'd you, be like, do we hey, have to uh, specially order those? Right. Uh, one of the things we like to do here in this test is to uh, check your temperature. Oh, jeez. Correctly. Oh, God. We're sickless for accuracy, Mike. I should have seen that one. Yes. Should have seen that one. Third down. The best in the West Nuggets continue to uh, surge. They're in Houston tonight to take on the uh, Rockets. And this is as sure a thing as you're going to find on the NBA docket right now. Houston is awful. And it's amazing. Guys, Guys are getting career nights against Houston. They list over the last, like, 30 games that Houston's played with guys that have gone off for career highs, season uh-huh. highs, is there's just a bunch of 40, 50 burgers yeah. culminating with a 70 one-point Dame Lillard explosion the other night. You want to get right? So I'm going to ask you to who call, to, I'm gonna call to your game. shot. I'm going to call you. I want you to call your shot tonight. Who is the Nuggets' leading scorer tonight? Jamal Murray. I'm going to go Michael Porter Jr. I think, I think Porter right now is feeling it. I think he's in a good place. A lot of confidence. See, I think this is one of those games tailor-made for him to go off and go was, for like 35. That was my initial thought. But then I started thinking, wouldn't it be great to get Jamal Murray just really going? Just really feeling good about his shot? I don't know. I'd like, I'd like to see it. There's a good chance somebody goes for 40 tonight. Say who that is. I don't think it'll be Jokic, though. No, no. This is going to be one of those games where Jokic goes like um, six for nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll take like nine shots. Yeah, he'll be be like 21, 16, and 16. Yeah, yeah. Ton of assists. He'll have more more assists than rebounds tonight. Yes, he may have more assistant points. You, ooh, good call there. One, two, three, four.
fourth down. I like that, did you? I did like that. It's kind of your sexy voice. I, I did like that. Sexy voice. That, that, that's hot. Ooh. More assist and rebounds and points. Yeah, that's yeah. hot. Ooh. That is hot. That, that is linger. Hot. That is hot. Right. All right, play it. I need it. Set the tone. I am camp. They can't be beat. They can't be beat. Look at look at Chris Bryant yesterday. Here's a breaking ball that's hit high in the air to left and gone, and the Rockies take a one nothing lead. You, you talk about swung on, gone. Might have hit the scoreboard out there. And Chris Bryant, a tremendous home run, and the Rockies have the early lead. This is this is the time of year where you're like, you know, Chris Bryant's going to play 150 games. Mm-hmm. He's going to hit like 40, drive in a 128. Chris and the kids. Chris and the kids. Hey, the Tempur Pedic strapped to his back when he goes up there to hit. And they must have nice beds down there in Scottsdale. Oh, my goodness. Nice beds. Good. W. His foot's healed. Didn't he have a. When they have some type of Oedipus problem I with the know. foot, I don't know. That's Rocky's a three and O, three and w. O. Un- w, W, defeated. Break them up, baby. Break them up. I guess. Mike. Hey, I guess you owe. Uh, I guess you owe Dick Monfort an apology. I might. You? I might have to start crafting a letter. Yeah, I might. It might just start off, dear Dick. He should. He uh, should write. He should write a letter to the fan base. The I told you so. Yes. Right after spring training. Right. I told you so. Coming up, Mike Cliss live from the Combine in Indy, next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Mike Kliss is our 9 News Bronco insider. He is in Indianapolis at the Combine. You know, you know he's, he's in gumshoe mode right now. Wait. He's got right now, it's about an hour from now, Mike uh, Mike Kliss is going to have a chance to talk to both Sean Payton, George Payton. Mm-hmm. I know he's got his he's got his uh, like fedora hat. Yeah. Press just on. says press in the front, mm-hmm. ready to roll and ask some really tough questions of the Payton boys. Good morning, Mike. What's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm trying to find some good plants to hire, uh, hide behind. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a good... It's, it's, a, a, it's good. a diff- different setup here, as, as usual. It's, uh, it's a little bit better for the, for the players and the coaches and the trainers, as, as it should be, and a, and a little more inconvenient for the media. You just keep kind of, you just kind of rolling. Hey, uh, what is it for you that you're trying to figure out right now? Like, what is what are the hot-button topics for you that you really want answered by George Payton and, and of course, Sean Payton? Well, for um, Sean Payton, the question is, uh, you know, why Vance Joseph and, and not Rex Ryan? That, that would be one. Otherwise, it's all about the players now. The coaches are in uh, – the coaches are in position for the most part. They have a uh, – DB coach, uh, you know, a defensive assistant, those type of guys that they still have to hire, but the bulk of the coaching staff, uh, as far as the coaching staff goes, it's, it's as young on offense as Hackett's was, if, if not more so, which is interesting to me. You know, Joe Lombardi and, and Sean Payton on the top are experienced, but after that, it's a lot of, uh, uh, novice type NFL coaches. 
And then on defense, it's got a lot of experience. Minuski's been around. Vance has been around. Christian Parker now, Marcus Dixon. But special teams, of course, has uh, experience with Westoff um, and uh, Hotwika. I, I, I think I said that right. But um, a lot of experience on special teams, but very young on offense. And then after that, guys, it's about the roster. It's, uh, it's Draymond Jones and Alex Singleton, I think, are their – their top two free agents, the guys that are going to have the biggest market out there. And um, I think it's going to be tough for the Broncos to bring those guys back. We'll have to see how it, how it uh, flows as they get closer to March 13th negotiating day. Do you expect them to use the franchise tag on Draymond Jones? Right now I'm, uh, I'm betting against it. Um, it's 18, nine for a D tackle 19, Three or nineteen seven for a defensive end, depending on which one he is. I think the Broncos think uh, both those figures are too rich for Draymond. Hmm. What about uh, what about? You Dal- know, I'll say this. Oh, let me add this. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if that's his market, though. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think Draymond is a potential star in this league. Um, but I'll move on from that and ask you about Dalton Reisner. What are the odds that Dalton Reisner hits free agency, or are they going to try to work a deal with him? Yeah, all indications right now is he's going to hit the market um, and see what his market is. And then um, I think the Broncos will stay in touch. They'll, 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 want, a, they'll want a chance to come in and uh, match or beat the, the offer he gets. But right now I think he's going to uh, – I think he's going to hit the market, and and anytime these guys hit the market, you know you have to kind of plan on uh, on Plan B. So, yeah, I think they've got some players that uh, I think are going to uh, be tough to bring back. Uh, Dalton, you know, he's going to get paid. Uh, Draymond's going to get paid, and um, you know, I think Alex Singleton's got a uh, chance to get paid. Um, be interesting. Another guy that, you know, there's a couple others, you know, like Deshaun Williams, who's been a nice, steady player, came on late, four and a half careers, career most sacks last year at 30 years old. You know, you try to get a little deal done uh, with him. And then uh, Kareem Jackson at 35, um, you know, history says that Sean, Sean Payton likes that, that kind of guy. And if he's building his culture, He'd like to keep uh, Kareem around a little bit, so maybe Kareem won't have to take take a pay cut. He may not get much of a bump, but he may not have to take a pay cut like he has the last two years to come back. Mike, let's join us from the combine. How do you think Peyton Sean is is approaching this? He's got he's got job security. He's got he's got the yeah. contract. He doesn't need to be in a hurry to try to fix this thing overnight. Do you think he is going to take more of the long view and and building this thing up uh, meticulously, methodically, or do you expect him to try to win right away? Well, with Russell Wilson, you have to try to win right away. I mean, you've got a lot of money sunk into Russell Wilson, um, up more than forty million a year, and um, you know it looked like. You know, at, at that 34, he didn't look 24 last year, and so um, you gotta you gotta figure out the Russell Wilson thing and uh, and and go for it this year. I, I think the I think the goal with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton 
is to uh, make the playoffs this year. I, it, it, maybe a little bit of a long view, but the long view can't really start, I wouldn't think, till um, you figure out Russell Wilson. And, you know, if, if halfway through 2023 or the end of 2023, you think, uh, you know, you're, you're, you've made a different conclusion on Russell Wilson, then maybe you go youth with the quarterback and then maybe you go long view. But for right now, you're all in on Russell Wilson and, um, trying to figure that out. And you, you do hope you have Russell Wilson for three more years, not one more year, but three more years. So, which is his guarantee. And that would be ideal if he plays well this year and they continue to win with him. Mike Kliss searching out potted plants to stand behind, mm-hmm. to hide behind, <laughs> to get the news. It's a yeah. good strategy, Mike. In Indy. Mike, yeah. uh, we look forward to following all your stuff on uh, Twitter. And uh, also, of course, here when you uh, pop on well shows here on The Fan. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Mike Kliss, our 9 News Bronco Insider on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. By the way, we're having some fun today with you. Uh, what would be the one question you would ask a potential Bronco draft pick? Have fun, as only you texters can. What's trending coming up and more evidence that uh, the NBA is losing its mind? That's next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. God bless Charles Barkley. God bless Charles Barkley for continuing to come out and just spit the truth. When it comes to the uh, pampered nature of uh, today's NBA players, he took him on during NBA All-Star Weekend, and he took him on again yesterday when he was on with Stephen A. Smith. Because we're paying bombs today, Stephen A., and you know yeah. it. Yeah, we're paying, we're, hey, you got me hey, there. Listen, you got me there. Hey, and I yeah. don't want to offend anybody, but we're, we're paying janitors. We're playing plumbers. We, we just giving we're just giving two or three hundred million dollars out like candy, man. I, I mean, you. And, you know, and, and listen, and I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You get what you deserve, whatever they pay you. I just hope you appreciate that. Yep. You know what? I'm the luckiest dude in the world. I was born at the right time. Mm-hmm. But man, it ha- it has nothing to do with the money anymore. We're paying Whoa. everybody in the NBA. That's it. Bums. Bums. We're paying bums. Plumbers. 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 Mark's Landscaping Company. Hey, you watch your mouth. Oh, no, that's right. You only have the top of the line landscaping company. I am the landscaping company, Mike. (laughs) So if you want to say you're paying a bum to do my dad. (laughs) Well, that might might be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. Charles Barkley's awesome. He's right. But. Uh, you're looking for uh, things to change? Well, proof that uh, it might only get worse. You ready for this? So the other day, the uh, Clippers and I don't even know who they played. I don't. Who cares? Uh, played this this uh, 176 to 175 game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Played the Kings. Yeah, went a couple overtime struggles. Went a couple overtime. Yeah. Adam Silver. The commissioner. Mm -hmm. You'd think that he would be more on the side of us, the fans, saying, get out there and play. Instead, he seems to be taking the side that these players need to be babied more. Uh Check this out. He's talking about proposing a change to overtime in the NBA, where instead of just playing overtime, five-minute overtime periods, and play as many as it takes until somebody wins, that you create a number, first one to that number, 
wins. So let's say you go into overtime. It's 120-120 like it was with the Nuggets and Clippers the other night. Okay. Instead of saying, okay, play a five-minute overtime. Right. Whoever wins, wins. Or if it's still tied, we go double overtime. Right. Say the first one to 129. Correct. Wins. Wins. How dumb is that? What's wrong with this guy? Again, with the idea of cutting down mm-hmm. the amount of minutes these guys have to play, have to, the possibility should, of injuries, all this stuff. just play horse. Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson in a game of horse. So, the Nuggets, by the way, have played 62 games this year. Okay. How many of you think have gone to overtime? Uh, three. Great call. Mm. Any of them you think went to double overtime? Um, one. None. None. They have played out of 62 games, three overtime games, all lasting an extra five minutes. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop it. God. Well, that extra five minutes, that adds up, Mike. Oh, that uh, collective wail that you heard from ESPN last night. The Nancy Kerrigan wail. ESPN getting news that uh, LeBron James is going to be out several weeks with a with a foot injury. Oh no! Now remember, coming out of the All Star break, LeBron said these are going to be the most important twenty three games of my career. Oh jeez, come on, LeBron! Really? Did that happen in overtime? By the way, did he hurt his foot in (laughs) overtime? No, no. So he's going to be out several weeks. The Lakers. Only have about six weeks left in their season. They have 21 games left. Right. And they are currently outside of the uh, playoff picture. Although, this was before the injury. You ready for some uh, lunacy? Mm-hmm. So this was before the news came down. ESPN was uh, talking up the Lakers and they had a panel with Tristan Thompson, mm. Vince Carter, yes, and Mark Spears. Okay. And the question was, if the Lakers get the eighth seed and play the Nuggets in the first round... What happens? Nuggets as the number one seed. So raise your hand if you all believe that the Lakers would get past the Nuggets in a seven-game series. I'm raising my hand for myself and Perk and RJ. Okay. Right? Oh, I think they got to. I got. They, I got to beat them. What? Denver don't want us. Does not want to see the Lakers. I'm like a 50, I'm 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. You like a That would be a tough series. Come on, Vince. I'm gonna say yes. Thank you, Vince. God, every This was before. All right. Although, knowing ESPN... Just a desire to have anybody but the Nuggets advance. God, they so desperately... Well, this, is, this is... this is Everybody at ESPN is walking with their daubers down with this LeBron news. Oh, yeah. These out three weeks, they're not going to play themselves into the bubble, or they're not going to play themselves into the eighth seed. It's over. Well, they, all they have to do is get to the 10 seed. Right. And they they at least be in the playing tournament. Right now, they, they start the day. They're a half game behind New Orleans uh, for the 10th seed. Portland's uh, 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 half a game ahead of them as well. All right. LeBron James out. We'll see what that means. God, I, I'm actually disappointed. Because I'm... 
I was rooting. I am rooting for the Nuggets to play the Lakers in the first round. And then beat them in, in four. Just crush them. Oh, they'd crush them. They would crush the Lakers. Sixteen, no. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't. Don't buy the hype. Don't fear. Don't fear the Reaper. Don't fear the Lakers. I would relish that opportunity. I would love it as well. Lakers are. I would love it. So flawed. So overrated. God, I would love the opportunity to get him. I'm bummed out that LeBron's going to be hurt. No, Jinx. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. One, two, three. Four. Wrong one. There we go. <laughs> got my got my buttons confused here. So how about this? John Daly. John Daly. Smoke him if you got him. John uh-huh. Daly. Belting out some karaoke. Mm-hmm. Little Guns N' Roses knocking on heaven's door. Here's how it sounded. Not bad. I, I, I shouldn't say Guns N' Roses. It was really it's Neil Diamond. <laughs> it's so pathetic. You're so you're Come so on, man. Yeah. You're so yeah. Well, look in the mirror. That's how you've looked like the last really? year. Is it? You want no, I just I've gave, I just gave like you that. a little glimpse of how you've looked. No, that was nothing like <laughs> By the way, John Daly. Bob Dylan, right? Yeah, Bob Dylan. John Daly can John Daly can sing. John Daly can party. John Daly can party. Weren't you invited on the I am, Daly bus one time? I was at an event I was hosting, and he goes, come out to the bus. And I was like, it was at the end of the evening, autographs and stuff were going out of the bus. And I was like, nope. He's like, come on. Come out to the bus. I go, no. I go, hey, John, listen, man. Appreciate it. Ain't nothing good going to happen on that bus. Ain't nothing going to No. I am not going on I'd rather bus. get on Motley Crue's bus than right. get on John Daly's oh, bus. John. And you should have seen the next morning all the people that... That went to the bus, <laughs> dude. I was just—I would be. I came from a workout. I was be bobbing, getting ready to go play golf, and these poor sons of guns coming off that bus. You're like, Lord, and of course, it didn't affect John at all. No, I'm drunk. Yeah, let's go. Let's roll. I got time to hit a bucket. Yeah, you wait. The bus apparently, a bus has like a big fishbowl of just nothing but heaters in it. So cigarettes, big fishbowl cigarettes, and he drinks. It's just. Straight alcohol. I don't know what. What is Seagram's? No, I think. Seven? Yeah, I think he's a big like mix, like a no, rum no, no, and coke no. or no. Or, what's Seagram's and what is, Seagram's? Like, what's uh, Seagram's? What is uh, that? Seagram's is um. Is it like rum or? Is that gin? Gin. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't mess with it. But <laughs> no, he's just like double shot of straight whiskey or whatever it is, and just throwing them back like it's, it's whiskey. Yeah. yeah, just throwing them back like it was. Like, he didn't put the mixer in there. He just throws it, give me a double, and he just drinks it like it, like literally like it's water. It's impressive. (laughs) So, if you learned anything here in What's Trending, don't Mm -hmm. ever get on John Daly's bus. Don't get on, uh, don't, you may not come off alive. (laughs) That is what is trending. Coming up, how would you feel about a certain former Kansas City chief? Joining the Denver Broncos. That's next. Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your 745 stretch. 
Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. A lot going on. And uh, we'll get to uh, a bunch of stuff here, including your questions that you would ask for potential Bronco draft picks at the Combine over the next couple of days. What one question would you ask? Hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line. And as always, be your usual creative, snarky self. We appreciate that. There is a possibility that the Broncos could bring in a former Kansas City Chief. Mm. Mm. Care to uh, take a guess on who that might be? Let's see. Former Kansas City Chief. Former Kansas City Chief. Um, who? So, I mean, the O-line... If Orlando Brown is there, that would that would that'd be nice. nice. That'd be nice, yeah. Maybe running back. Mm. Melvin Gordon, <laughs> your guy. Your guy. I see where they you're could, going. They could learn that, a little touche. bit about. They could learn touche. a little bit about winning championships. I I did not think of that. That's again. that's a good play right yeah. there. Well, well played by you. No, no, I was not thinking of. Uh, Yes, I'm. I'm never going to think of Melvin Gordon as a former chief, but uh, not bad. No, the new running backs coach for the Broncos is uh, a guy by the name of Lou Ianni. Well, he coached at Toledo in 2013, mm. and he coached Kareem Hunt there. Yeah, he also coached David Montgomery uh, with Iowa State. Both. Are free agents. Interesting. So let's get serious about this whole plan at, at running back. Okay, you've yes. got you've got Javante Williams trying to come back from, and that wasn't just your your garden variety ACL. He 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 shredded that thing. Okay, you got him. You've got uh, Latavius Murray's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds is under contract, but you could easily cut him and save about six million dollars of cap space with no real dead money. So the the running back room in theory is kind of up in the air. You can kind of construct and mold it however you might like to. So how would you like to do it? Well, obviously Javante Williams is your guy coming back. You hope he's you know rehabbing well. You hope he's feeling good. Then um, you hope he's going to be back to kind of being Javante Williams. Latavius Murray is just a damn good running back, and he's played for Sean Payton in the past with New Orleans. So that one makes a lot of sense to me. And then after that, I don't know that you're going to spend a lot of money going after veteran running backs. I mean, look at the success that that teams have had drafting running backs late. Um, who's the kid from Houston? Is Pierce uh, just a hammerhead, great running back for them? The Isaiah Pacheco from Kansas City was a, what, fifth rounder? Seventh rounder. Seventh, seventh rounder. rounder. Seventh rounder. Cecil loved him. Yeah, he did. And I think oh, that yeah. what you need to understand or what you need to figure out, if you look at Sean Payton's history, um, and it's funny, when I when I was having lunch or dinner the other night with Greg Minuski, the new linebackers coach, Manu. Manu, I was just asking him about kind of, hey, when you go about game planning, like how do you, how do you game plan? I, I'm always fascinated what guys study, what they look at, you know, how they go about, hey, first and 10 and, you know, and this, that and the other and. He said one thing about Sean Payton is he goes, when you faced Sean Payton and you faced his teams, he goes, most teams have about 10 screens that they run, that they're staple of screens. 
you know, whether it's bubble screens, you know, out to the outside to a wide receiver, whether it's screens out of the backfield, whatever the case may be, there's usually about 10 that you have to think, hey, man, they could run any variety of these 10. But these are kind of their screen game. Because when you play Sean Payton, he's got about 60. And so he goes, it just takes so much of your time just understanding their screen game. And go back through his history and look at how many times his running backs have caught 60, 70, 80 balls. It's unbelievable. So you're going to have to have a guy who's a legitimate pass-catching, you know, second down and long, third down and long, pass-catching running back. Is that a guy that you would feel confident drafting in, like, you know, the fifth round and thinking that he's going to be that kind of guy for you right away? Or do you need to to get a veteran player that you just know Right. Can play that role. Like a lot, a lot of times the issue that you get into with that role is how is the guy in blitz pickup and protection? Because what ends up happening to you inevitably is they're going to bring heat on that particular player, right? They're going to challenge that particular player when that, that, that player is in a passing situation in your backfield. Now you can get free releases for the guy. You can, you can do that, that you can scat. You know, scat protection and get everybody out. The other thing is, some of those guys have a natural feel for blitz pickup, bam, thousand one, whoop, leak out, dump him the ball. That, which is really because everybody else is dropping, everybody else is either dropping man, picking up man in, in some type of zone match coverage, or just trying to get as much depth as they can in the passing game. Um, and so, can you find that guy? Can you develop that guy? Like, I think, I personally think you can. And I think that's probably the way they're going to go. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. If there's somebody he loves in free agency that's not going to cost him an arm and a leg that can do that, then I wouldn't I wouldn't put that past them either. Or even a releasing, um, a what, what's his, releasing, who's the back you were talking about, uh, no, 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 no. Releasing the guy that's here already. Oh, uh, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Releasing him and then picking him back up for, you know, for lesser money type of thing. In a perfect world, you get yourself an Alvin Kamara type, right? Somebody that can be a round pick, by the way. Yep. Somebody that can be a, a bell cow running back, but yet also be lethal in the passing game. Can Javante Williams be right. that guy? One of the things that did jump out before he got hurt was... He was catching a lot of balls. Yeah. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but more than he had his rookie but, season. But that, some of that, Mike, is is some of it is design. Some of it is feel. And you know, I, I'll go back to um, I'll go back to Kareem Hunt, who you mentioned. Uh, Jamal Jamal Charles was as good as it gets when it comes to understanding and feel in the in the passing game. Come up. Just block the snot out of a blitzing linebacker, hold him thousand one thousand two, bam, leak out late as a check down, and and you know catch a ball and then have nothing but twelve yards to run before anybody has to stop and turn and try to make a tackle. Like he was great at that. You've got to have a dude that has great feel coming out of your backfield, and whether that's a vet or whether that's a rookie, you know, there's some of these there's some of these schools. Memphis over the years has produced. Running backs that are running backs in the league right now that were wide receivers in college, and um, Washington Antonio Gibson was one of those guys. Uh, there's a bunch of those dudes out there that have great pass catching skills 
they kind of transition that way. So I, that's a, a position where you have to be creative, I believe. Questions from our listeners, okay. texters, that uh, they would like to ask potential Bronco draft picks at the Combine Ooh, this week. I love this. I love it. Okay. How about this one? Yeah. Are you good at high knees? It's a great question. Let me see your high knees. Come on. Give me 10 high knees right now. Let's go. 10 high knees. Yep. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees. Right. Everybody else was knocked out. Not you. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. (laughs) If Russell Wilson Uh, asks you to come up to his office on the second floor, do you go? Would you take advantage of Russell Wilson's open door policy? Okay, you asked me if I would go up to the second floor. Mark, would you ever go up to the second floor and take advantage of Russell Wilson's open door policy? No, Sean, I wouldn't. You know why? Because he ain't going to have an office on the second floor anymore now that you're in charge. Boom, give me some. (laughs) Hell yeah! Sean Payne just looking at you yeah. like I love you. God. Draft him. Draft him now. Give up those two third round picks. Take mm-hmm. him. We got to get this guy in the first round. That's right. Awesome. Uh, tech, more text line stuff. Get it right, Evans. Do your homework. LeBron said these are the 23, 23 of the most important games of my career in the regular season. Not that these are the 23 most important games in my career. What? Who's? Well, of course they're the 23. They're all regular season games. But you're talking about LeBron James, who has won multiple championships, has played for teams Mm -hmm. that uh, are winning 60 games in a year and are trying to have serious, serious aspirations of winning an NBA championship. Championship or bust. And you're telling me a guy who's sitting in 11th place for a dysfunctional Lakers team that he's legitimately looking at these 23 games as the most important games of his career. Give me a break. Yeah, that's silly. So Mike was that's silly, right? Mike wasn't. See, the texture is saying LeBron meant it's the most important 23 games. He's got not the play. It's not even close to the most important 23 games. No way. No way. Stop it. Uh, Some more guys. Do you think the Avalanche are going to make a big trade deadline? What's the trade deadline? Like Friday, seventy-two hours away. Or Friday, something like that? yeah, Friday. Friday. Uh, here's here's what I've been saying for the last few weeks. the The obvious need, one that we've talked about all season long, is they need to find a second line center to replace Nazem Kadri. The idea behind the season was we're going to give JT Comfer Alex Newhook a chance to show that they can replace Kadri. Correct, Comfer. Is having a good year. But to me, Comfer, if you're, Comfer is your third line center. If you are a team that has serious designs on winning a Stanley Cup, he slots in comfortably as your third line center. I don't think he's a second line center. Through the the long haul of a, a, I'll I'll put it this way. When you look at JT Comfer, can you easily see JT Comfer matching or surpassing what Nazem Kadri gave you in the playoffs last year? If you think you can, then you're fine. Then JT Comfer is your second line center. Don't even think twice. And maybe you're out there looking for a third or fourth line center at the trade deadline. But 
I like JT Confer, but I don't think he's in the Naz Kadri uh, type class. So I'd like to see him go out and get a second line center, but the problem is the second line center pool has dried up. And so now, because the way you got to look at it is you got to say, if I'm going to get a second line center for the Avs, he needs to be somebody who's probably a first line center on his team. Correct. Yeah. And I, I and maybe there's somebody out there that could end up being traded, but their name isn't being rumored right now. So it's pretty, pretty dry. I think the, the better way to go at it is try to find yourself an impact uh, forward winger, left or right, that can easily play on the first or second line. And go with that. Okay. Like everyone's dreaming about Patrick Kane, but looks like he's going to go to the Rangers. By the way, the good news is all these big names are going to the East. Keep going East. Keep going East. Let all the Eastern teams get caught up in this arms war and keep saying, can you top this with, with, with trades? Meanwhile, the West just stay put. Because if the West just stays put, the Avs are going to roll. Right through it. Right through it. They may not lose a game. You watched the Avs game last night. Yeah. I watched the Avs game yeah. last night. Did you feel when you were watching Vegas that you were watching the best team in the West? No, no I, felt like, I felt like there was no question. The Avs outplayed him in their own game. And then when they outplayed him playing their game, that's when all of a sudden the speed and the athleticism took over. Yep, like, it was by far. You, you watch that. You watch the way that game unfolded, like from end to end. The Az were just a better team. Yeah, better at the better at finding loose pucks. Better at creating opportunities. Better at creating rushes. Just, just the overall the better team. Did yeah. you not feel the same I, way? As I was watching the game, I had to remind myself a couple times. Oh, that's right. This is the best team in the West right now. Vegas. Right. They're good. T- they're good blue-collar team. They're a good blue-collar, hard-working team. Dallas. Good blue-collar, hard-working team. They can't match up with the Avs. When the and Avs, there's no way they're going to beat the Avs four times in a series. Like, when the Avs have the opportunity to play a team like Vegas... And they can match Vegas at Vegas's game and play a disciplined style of hockey and not turn the puck over and you know and, and get the puck from deep in their end zone to their to their frontline players and create those rushes when they can do that and at the same time, like I said, at the same time they can transition to the athleticism that like they're just better they're just better than everybody else that way. Like you play, you play the other teams. You outplay the other teams' players in their style of hockey, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you can get that athleticism. You get that. You get up by two goals, and now, like now, they have to play your game. That's when open the floodgates. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 